Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for 24, the television series season five. We are at episode three, 9am to 10am. This first aired on January the 16th, 2006. Written by Manny Koto, directed by Brad Turner, production number 5AFO3. And when I think of this episode, oh, that one. yeah, that one, I definitely think of 5AFFO3 because <laughs> that is one way to describe this episode. My name is Ben and son of a bitch. And my name is Colin. And in three seconds, I'm going to scream louder than any woman you have ever heard in your life. I don't know about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Check some of the lawsuits against me, Colin. Help! <laughs> I've heard some pretty loud screams in the past. Um, another great episode, starting this season off with a bang. Uh, I mean, this is just filled with tension. I like the word tension. It's it's tense. It's exciting. You, you're captivated. There's amazing acting. Gregory Itson is amazing. Gene Smart's amazing. Keith Sutherland's amazing. The bald terrace guy is amazing. Uh, everyone's amazing in this episode. Chloe likes to be amazing in saying how many different code violations she's had. There's something about uh, releasing. What is it? Relishing the rom. Releasing. Rehashing the rom. Um, I don't know what that means, but apparently they did in 2006. Um, there's a lot in this episode, but again, we're just starting off this season so damn well. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, this episode, I think, is our first like big action one of the season, and uh, it, it's it's more than just what goes on in this episode. You know, hostages and terrorists and stuff like that, and and Martha crying rape, but <laughs> all the 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 tropes of twenty four that we're used to. Uh, to me, this one is so much about like how different Jack is. I sort of mentioned this last week that we see a shift in Jack's character just through little subtle things that like, if you're a fan and you've been paying attention since day one, he's doing some things here that like maybe he hasn't done before. I, I think this is uh this is Jack without rules, but not being so obvious as like, uh, I, I'm my own man. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Jack taking things personally, kind of like he was in episode one with the, um, the, Jar -Jar the kill Binks. of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn it, Jaja! <laughs> just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you, just because you speak doesn't mean you're intelligent. Damn it! <laughs> exactly. That's exactly where I was going with that. I'm glad we've got to the bottom of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it is an interesting way of looking at it, and I think that 
you know, it's, it is a great way of looking at Jack and how he sort of has developed. And yeah, like while we still kind of have a play by my own rules type of Jack, he's still doing it in a way here where there's a level of care to it. You know, he's not just like, damn it, no one's listening to me. I'm going to rob a gas station, you know, Mm. um, this is kind of got a bit of a way, like he's ringing up CTU in this episode going like, hey, so kind of been dead for 18 months. Sorry about that. Uh, but by the way, I'm going to tell you, you know, some terrorists. Damn it, Jack, turn yourself in. Yeah, I don't work for you, Bill. Do you want my help or not? <laughs> oh, damn it, you're right. Send me some photos. So like, I mean, it's kind of just this different way of going about it. But I mean, one thing I also like love, you know, outside of the Jack stuff is just, I mean, Gregory, it's in just as Logan, like, oh yeah, I, I kind of picture a president being like this like you know a public persona of a president is very regal and you know support a country or a prime minister or whatever a leader of the country is but you can't imagine that a, a president a prime minister a, a sultan an emperor a, you know a chancellor like when they're in situations like this there's going to be some panic and screaming and you know you're kind of very team logan almost in this episode you know and Again, I will keep saying that, you know, do you buy into this knowing what happens later in the season? Probably not. Wow. Well, you might. Okay, fair enough. But I'm I'm continuing to pinpoint little things where even if Gregory Itzen wasn't aware that that they, they, I think, were were planning something, uh, particularly I'll, I'll just get out of the way now. Notice how angry Logan never comes out when it's just Walt in the room. And you could say, okay, well, you know, obviously Walt is, you know, a trusted member of his staff or whatever, but it's interesting to watch this when you know somebody else that is potentially in on certain plans and his demeanor is very different when he's with that person than he is with anybody else. Yeah, but my problem with that is that it's still such a shift in his character when it happens later in the season. It's not like he's putting on, like if he was putting on this incredible front later on in the season to keep up appearances, then yeah, I'd believe it more. But the issue I have is with the twist is that they basically flick a switch and he becomes a different character. Like, so that's Mm. where like, if he didn't have such a shift in character and hopefully you'll kind of see that later on and trying to see what I'm saying. Anyway, I think the, the, the difficult thing about doing this episode is that really everything's connected with the exception, I would say of, Martha's storyline. I mean, even like you think about the CTU storyline is so intertwined with Jack and then Jack's so intertwined with the president. Like I'd only argue the only thing really with the president that's kind of separate is his little meeting with Suvorov, which is just kind mm-hmm. of like, Hey, how you going buddy? And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry about the death of your president. He's like, yeah, well shit happens. Whatever. I didn't do it. So what are you talking about? <clears throat> uh, oh, by the way, I hear that there's terrorist attack at the airport. Yeah. Oh shit. What are we going to do? All right. You go hang out with your wife and I'll go deal with it. Okay. See you next week. Okay. Thanks president. Uh, Suvorov. Um, well, when did Suvorov find out about that too? Yeah. Was it on the plane ride over? Was he like, uh, why are they not diverting my plane somewhere safer? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's got the news. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, fucking Fox found out in five minutes of, you know, Palmer getting shot in the neck. Um, and so I'm sure Russia probably got it about a couple of minutes later. Uh, Russia was okay back in 2006, remember? Um, but I, I like the fact that like, uh, Mike pulls uh, Logan aside and is all like, Mr. President, terrorists have taken control of an airport near Los Angeles. LAX? No, Ontario Airport. In Canada? No, there's a one in LA. Oh, is there? Oh, are there like anything big, major there? They fly to Secaucus in New Jersey. Ah, well, you know, what are you going to do? Um, we offer direct flights to Kenora, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> 
we go to Winnipeg. Why? Why would you do that? Um, but then, like, I love how, like, an exact that exact moment when Logan's like, we've got a situation. Yes, I have heard. Like, what Russian intelligence agency is going, Mr. Suvorov? Like, I mean, surely even that's something that he doesn't hear, like, straight up. But anyway, so that's basically all the Logan stuff before all the other stuff that's connected. And then, I guess, Martha, which is just amazing. Martha's just basically chilling with what's the name here and it's just all like, oh, I know it. I know that President Palmer told me something. It's all like, I'm going to find out. No, no, you can't do that. You've got to be in a ballroom. I don't care. So she's all like, hmm, what do I know? What do I know? Hmm. Is my- that, yeah, people can't see, but are you like twiddling your hair? Twiddling right my hair. I'm Martha Logan. Hmm, what do I know? What do I know? So she's like, I know. Jenkins down in communications. Let's go talk to him. I know my husband's a stickler for archiving things. Now, again, this isn't this like a temporary facility that they're just hanging out for a weekend? Why do they have an archive room and why are there like 80 boxes filled with notes? How many phone calls is Logan making across this weekend? But anyway, so she's like, hey, Jenkins uh, in the men's room. And he's like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> zip up my doodle. Uh, the first lady's here. Oh, Mrs. First Lady, how are you? So, you know how my husband likes old things. Doesn't he keep transcripts? <laughs> like me. <laughs> Doesn't he keep transcripts of every single phone call? Why, yes, he's a real stickler for some olden days. <laughs> yes, I know. So I'm going to need to see those. You're the First Lady. Yes, I am. You can't see them. I know. Give me your key card. Why? I'll say you raped me. Okay. And then basically <laughs> she walks off, goes through a few boxes, and then Aaron, hello, Aaron. Welcome to season five, your sharp, your starring moment of this entire series of 24. And he's all like, hmm, Mrs. Logan needs to be here. Where is she? Nowhere. Where is she? Nowhere. Where is she? Okay, she's in the archives room. Martha, bad. Okay, sorry, Aaron. Bye. And then that's basically Martha. And then Walt kind of finds out a little bit about that she's been doing. Now, I, I feel like I'm gelling over that, like just dismissing it. I fucking love this. I absolutely, mm. like, this is where you just fall in love with Martha. Like, I'm not all for women crying rape to get what they need. You know, it diminishes real uh, victims of sexual assault. It's wrong. But, like, you have to pick and choose. You know, there, there's a time and a place for it. Let's be honest, this guy in the toilet, he looks like he would rape someone. So, I mean, in all, <laughs> in all fairness, like, he had it coming. But, like, I just love the way she, like, does this. Like, she's just kind of like, so I really need that key card. It's like, Mrs. Logan, I can't do that. I'm sorry. So without even warning, she just literally just like rips her shirt open, gets a boob out, starts ripping a stocking. In three seconds, I'm going to scream louder than any woman has screamed. One, two. And he's just like, all right, it's a card. Like, that's something that I think if any woman did to any man, we would give in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm just like, oh, please. As if the charges will stick. Um, <laughs> so... Like, it's just so good. I, I love her just, like, sitting on the floor going, no, it's not in this box. No, it's not in this. Ooh, found it. Um, which, again, like, how many boxes of phone calls do they have for this weekend retreat? But <laughs> it's just, it's so good. I mean, Gene Smart is just incredible. And we get kind of this little, our first moment between Aaron and Martha. Now, this is, I'm pretty certain from from thinking and remembering back to when this aired, I don't think this was ever planned, this whole Aaron and Martha thing. Aaron mm-hmm. was always added more and more to the show because the fans loved Aaron. And then I think this was very similar to a John Kazar, like, oh, we didn't realize Michelle and Tony would be so good together. Like, I'm pretty sure that this became a thing and almost like a fan thing that like, oh, Aaron and Martha. 
So like, this is literally a blink and you miss it moment that really means nothing right now if you've never seen this. But like, Aaron and Martha are, you know, just going to be important <laughs> together a little bit later on in this season and next season as well. But yeah, I mean, the the Subaru stuff is basically nothing. And then I, I love all this Logan stuff and Mr. Rapo here in the toilet, whoever he is. And that toilet's a very nice toilet. Can I just say that? Like, it's got a <laughs> linen. That's a quality toilet. <laughs> that's, if, I'm, if, if I'm Martha, if that man's going to rape someone somewhere, that's the toilet to do it. This is like you, you put together your, uh, what, what do you call this? Like a vision board where you have like all the things you want in life. It's like, this is the toilet I want. This, when I'm rich and famous, this is my toilet. This month in Rape Weekly, top 10 places to rape. <laughs> this toilet was number four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you have to imagine, though, this is some like the California Camp David or something like that, that it is an, a, an official facility. Even if it is a rented facility, I mean, all the phone calls are going to be routed through it's not like her phone number oh this is my california cell phone number david palmer like it's gonna probably be going through washington so i think that explains it but but how is the guy who has all the transcripts traveling with them to california i think that's the other issue yeah uh but um one of the little things i like to pick up on whether it was intentional or not is the first time ontario airports mentioned you see logan give this looked like i'm giving to casper right Hi, now casper. hello are you going to say hello? Yeah, yeah, that's general reaction I get. So that's fine. That's Yeah. So if you go upstairs right now, mommy will be up there and she'll watch you. Right on the like treadmill. she said she was going to. Right and on not, the treadmill. Not let you down here. Right on the well, treadmill. I don't even know what you got there, but I'm sure you could. Yeah, why don't you, yeah there you go. Throw it on the ground. Run right on the All treadmill. Right. I'll clean it up later. Oh, he's doing it. He's doing it. No, he's, what's he getting? Gasper. Going in the you box. need to go upstairs. I just loved. I just love seeing what he's into like today. No, when he's gone. All right. There you go. Did he I'll unlock the door? Or okay. Did he? Uh, I've given up unlocking the door. <laughs> <laughs> him taking out knives and unlocking doors is a bigger concern than him you, you coming know, down. You know the thing. I think like like I'm no expert when it comes to children and that level, but like <laughs> I I think you know you know the old saying of like people only want to do things like when it's illegal right like yeah weed's now legal in canada so people are like oh it's legal what's the fun of it right like just keep things open like like unlock your house keep knives out <laughs> in the kitchen table put a gun on there like you probably wouldn't even care but it's like oh well, you know what's the fun in that but if you lock a door and you hide things he's all for it like you know so i'm just saying leave, leave a nuclear bomb on the counter it's fine <laughs> yeah, he will definitely use the nuke. Uh, I am not. That's where I draw the line. Because he didn't got a fun yeah, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going somewhere with. Oh yeah, the, the so yeah. When Ontario Airport's first mentioned, there's like this this look that Logan gives first to Mike and then to Walt. And again, it's it's you know looking at this now as an oh uh, this is how you can retroactively fitted into what happens at the season. It's almost like, hmm, Mike, Ontario Airport. And he looks at Walt, he bought it, you know? <laughs> and I know I'm, but there's no way that was intentional. But again, I'm thinking a lot of this could be, all right, I want you to give them a look or whatever because they're like, okay, let's fit this in later on for rerun purposes or whatever. Um, yeah, I, the, the scene with Martha and uh, I think his name is Burke, the, uh, yeah, the, the Burke. archives he looks like guy. Burke. He looks like Burke a Burke. Burke the rapist. Uh, Burke's, Burke loves his fancy bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. But he barely appreciates them, not like Ben would. Uh, this scene is fantastic because I, I feel like the scene's even more terrifying now in the Me Too era. Uh, and I'm not downplaying real sexual assault stuff like that, but I'm saying that, you know, the, 
we we went through a period there a year or two ago where all you had to do was say yes this happened and then okay i'm canceled i lost my career there i'm done um and i'm still trying to remember the the one guy who uh somebody had said oh yeah th- this happened and they actually put it with text messages guy. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> so he's the, always on the ball. So always that guy, and I'm always accusing him of things. So. Uh, no matter what he's doing in the ball pit at McDonald's, he'll always get away with it. Uh, but but yeah, like this, I feel is even you know more relevant now. It's like, oh no no, don't do that. But like in reality, this guy twenty years later, he's got a sexual harassment suit. It's like, oh. I I as well was an intern, Monica. And I as well suffered sexual harassment. In all fairness, all fairness, he just gets like, she threatened me. She got a boob out. Like she said I was going to yeah. touch her. Like, you know. But the best thing about this, even though they they clearly have no clue where they're going with Pierce, is when this is all going on and um, she goes in the bathroom and Pierce is like, where is Martha? It's like she went in there. Somebody, I can't remember who it is. Like, She's in one of her moods. <laughs> and he goes, is like, wait out here. <laughs> like It's just... All the things they do with Martha's character in, in these first three episodes already, yeah. where you don't have to spell it right on. This is where, uh, you know, Kiefer and John Kassar were talking about in the, the commentary in episode one about not being crazy about this storyline, but there's a way to do it right. And the way to do it right is just leave everything unsaid. Make the threat of this character the most terrifying thing. You don't need to have her doing something crazy every single week. I mean, just have her be a little bit unhinged and do something unpredictable and everybody else just have that side. Ah, yeah, it's one of those moods again, all the way out here. Like, that's the best part about this for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think kind of, I remember watching it going like, oh, like, what, what is the deal with Martha Logan? Um, so yeah, no, I think it kind of works. Just quickly, Ontario International Airport, real airport. Um, it is a 36 minute drive from downtown Los Angeles. So there you go. Uh, I did. I did kind of like, want them to, when they go to Logan, like, President Logan, the terrorists have hijacked an airport in Los Angeles. <gasps> LAX? No, Mr. President Ontario. <laughs> really? That's all they could get? <laughs> like, and there's on the phone, yes, Lord, this is terrorist. I have hijacked Ontario Airport. Seriously, dude? Ontario Airport? <laughs> like, what, what are you going to do, mate? You're going to fly a private jet into me? Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> Like fucking You're going to take out six crop dusters if you take out Ontario Airport. Listen, it is all we could do at such short notice, all right? You speak to your <laughs> Walt coming through. Nothing. I got to go. <laughs> he gave me two days notice, all right? I at least need five to hijack LAX. Five, okay? This is all I could do, all right? I could not get the men. The bombs could not get put together, all right? I was busy. My wife, she was cranky at me. <laughs> My children had school. Like, I just want them to navigate it. Oh, how do you even find Ontario or part? I don't know. What do we take? Bob's Road? <laughs> <laughs> Bob's Road. What? Bob's Road. <laughs> Twister reference. I like it. Um, have you driven in LA traffic at nine in morning? All right. Seriously. I'm coming from the valley. All right. Seriously. I could not make LAX in this traffic. All right. You want me to do by 10? It's 945. I'm early. All right. <laughs> Screw you, Mr. President. Boom. <laughs> I kill hostage right now. <laughs> anyway, um, I think with, I guess with the CTU stuff, I mean, the stuff I guess we could just probably just quickly gel over is Chloe sort of gets brought back in. And it's, it is fucking hilarious. Like, Bill, it's like, Chloe, what are you doing? You know how many violations? You're in violation of at least 12 section codes of the CTU law. 
And she's all like, well, actually, it's about 26 if you count this and you count this and you count this. I fucking love that. And we're just like, oh, so do you need my help or do you want to put me in holding? And Bill's like, oh, sit down at your desk. Although I do love later on when like Jack calls out, like, Chloe, why are you answering your phones? <laughs> um, she always answers phones like she has in the previous two seasons, Jack. Sex this much? Uh, the first thing on her resume, answers phones well. <laughs> um, and I guess she like mildly flirts with Spencer and is all like... Spencer's like, oh, I was really worried about you. Oh, I know. Look at my boobies. Can you please like help me? <laughs> help me like do this, please. Booby boobies. Um, she's also basically going like, if you do not help me within three seconds, you will never hear a scream like a woman has screamed before. Uh, and then Spencer's like, right, right, right. I didn't touch you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else there with, because everything else is just so connected to each other. I don't really feel we can separate it from each other. Um, there, there's, there's one uh, awkward Chloe moment here with Spencer when he basically says he was really worried about it. And she goes, not now, Spencer. (laughs) He's not trying to get it on with you. He's just saying he was worried about you. But of course, Chloe, Chloe is like, oh, every man wants to have sex with me. (laughs) But Edgar to be like, oh, I was really worried about you. Edgar, I said no. Okay. Hang on, hang on. Call him. I was really worried about you. Like I, I love Lewis Lombard Get him on the show But like seriously You just look at him And he's just like Duh I'm here good Surely he's been in Some sort of show Where he's like Duh both I can do that for you both Now is it um Is it Spencer here That they say is the expert On bandwidth processing Oh I think like I they, wrote they yeah, they wrote they wrote this character in there. It's like we need a guy at CTU who sleeps with Chloe. You know, he's handsome. He's a younger man. This will really give Chloe something to do. And then like, okay, but they can't really do anything because Chloe's very uh not now. What are we gonna do with him when he's at CTU? Ah, uh, what's his job? Let's see. Uh, bandwidth processing expert. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like as if this isn't something that Chloe and Edgar do every day. But Spencer is the expert on this. I I, I feel that uh. Manny Cotto this week, some of the writing there. So, yeah, bandwidth processing. As I mentioned, we have to rehash the ROM. And then at one point when Bill gets off the phone to our terrorist friend, he says, data mine that call. Like, what <laughs> data do, mine it. What, well, like, like, we've gotten the number. Like, are they, what, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> data mine the call. It's like, I feel like they've just gone, they've just written in the script, techno babble. All right, and, yeah, and, well, and James Morrison's just going to don't mind that call. Brilliant, James. Brilliant Emmy nomination. I want I Bill to actually be held accountable for his you know ramblings of techno jargon. And somebody comes, uh, sir, I've got that data mining info you wanted. So they had three bars, and then it dropped to two <laughs> when they. Uh, had some cloud cover above, and then they bumped right back up to three bars, and the call quality was excellent. Would you like to hear the change in the data mining? Is he with T-Mobile? No, sir, AT&T. <laughs> Damn it! Need to change providers. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I think really everything else here, as I said, is, is kind of connected, including Queen Connie Britton. She's not taking oh. shit from no cop in this episode. She's all like, I'm Connie Britton. You're going to let me watch a monitor and see my son getting there. And I love how, like, Connie Britton has so much power, right? At the beginning of this episode, everyone's like, ah, bomb. And Connie Britton's like, ah, my son. And the cop's like, stand over there. And she's all like, ah, but I'm going to call CTU. And he's like, hmm, bring me that woman in the yellow shirt. What do you know? 
I know something. Can you make me breakfast? <laughs> I don't do anything because I'm Connie Britton. Um, and he's like, I mean, this guy's, I love this cop. Like, I, I don't know who this cop is, but like, he's got like, look on his face when Connie Britton says something. Then five minutes later, ring, 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 ring. Hello, important cop for the episode. Yes, this yep. is terrorist. I have hostages. Do not come near buildings. Hello, hello. Oh, well, get me Connie Britton and move those fire engines away. Like, who is this guy? And like, how does the terrorist have his number? Just like, what's he going? Like the local PD. All right. Important policeman. They, da- they data mines. They data mine. Bandwidth <laughs> processing. You rehashed the ROM. Um, what's this terrorist guy's name? I like this guy. I like this. Uh, let's call him Jenkins. I, I was going to say, where are you going with that? Like, I was going to go with the name, but I didn't want to. That's why I wanted to ask oh. you. <laughs> Let me know what happened last time with Habuba. So I'm not going down that. Um, no, he's got a name. Um, Anton. It's his name, isn't it? Oh, it's Russians. We're allowed to stereotype. It is Let's Anton. Call him Anton. Anton Bresch. Uh, so I like this guy. Uh, David Diane Fisher is his name. Diane. Looks like yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time I was Diane Fisher. Now I'm David. Diane, Diane, Dean, Diane, Ian, Dion. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so he's basically all like, yes, I have the terrorists uh, do shit that I blow people up. And so uh, everybody in this uh, airport, which um, I will say right now, just quickly, look what arrived, Colin. 24, the original oh. in season five. And so much time has passed between season four and five that Tara DeLulio is now Tara DeLulio Bennett. She got Ooh. married um, or divorced. I don't know. One of them. Um, <laughs> Typically when they divorce, they don't add a name. <laughs> well, maybe she like just couldn't make her mind up. Now, I, I love the fact that the first two official companions like were season one and two, season three and four. So that would be very concise. This one, it's one season. So they stretch it out a little bit. There's like a whole chapter on the season and there's an interview with Kiefer and there's about half the book uh, saying veil to all the characters who die in this season. Uh, in memoriam, Michelle Desler. In memoriam, David Palmer. In memoriam, Jack. Ba- I mean, nothing. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and then there's like a whole section about them winning awards and everything. So it's pretty good uh, from what I've read of it so far. But um, the, the chapter for this episode is sort of talking about the set design for this and sort of talking about the look and feel of this feeling and looking like an airport which I think is a very good job, except for that large, very fake plane picture that's sticking out the window, which uh, the plane looks way too close to the terminal to uh, be very real there. But anyway, so uh, they're all like, give me all your cell phones and pages in 2006. (laughs) Pages. Yep. These are very Russian terrorists. Uh, One one guy's trying to get his pager out (laughs) and he gets shot. Uh, so they're all being held hostage. Um, meanwhile, Jack uh, gets his little Jack bag and he goes up into the vent. I love he throws his little Jack bag up with his little goodies. The terrorists, meanwhile, like searching for old cyanide guy here, cyanide Bob. I love how like you got that cliche of just like, we're going to walk into a room and there's clearly obvious area we should look, but let's not do it because that would give away hero. Uh, I don't know where Jenkins is. He must have taken cyanide pill. Let's bugger off and go the other way. Um, so this is where Jack calls Bill and calls CTU. It's like, hey, Bill, how you doing, champ? Been a while. Yeah, Jack, you were dead. Yeah, sorry about that. So anyway, uh, terrorists uh, are in Ontario Airport. Canada? No, Bill, the one in <laughs> LA. I just want them to keep saying that. Like, Canada? Um, we got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> Tell me when it's LAX. <laughs> I just want Bill to go. 
Ontario. That's the only airport they could get. And Jack's like, yeah, I know, right? I suppose we better take them seriously. Um, by the way, I've been doing Connie Britton. Don't tell Audrey. <laughs> really? Connie Britton? Jack! I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, she won't even follow me, man. Don't even know. Like, um, the, the one problem I can't... This is, again, a little nitpick, but, like, Audrey's reaction here, like... Put, her on, put him on speakerphone. Like, there just needs to be more of a reaction from Audrey here. This is, like, the man she loved and the man she lost. And she's just literally like, <gasps> and she's just standing there in the background going, <gasps> ooh, terrorist. Like, you know, I just I feel like she needs to, like, excuse herself from the room or, like, start crying. Like, even when, like, we've kind of got this obvious bit of, like, oh, and there's a woman called Diane who's going to be showing up. She's going to need some assistance. Who is she, Jack? Oh, just someone I've been fucking for the last 18. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, you've got to have this, like, added drama to this because, like, Audrey's in the room and Jack doesn't know. I don't know. Like, you can talk about that in a sec. Like, I just I just feel Audrey's reaction just is flat and it just, it, it's not Kim I feel Ravis like it's the fault. reaction of a professional who's doing her job and doesn't let personal life get in the way. But it's Jack Bauer, Colin, and <laughs> anyone would be weak at the knees for this man. Uh, can we take a quick sidebar here for a second? Never. This is Yours Network. We always <laughs> stay on topic. Have you either seen or read the interview with Kiefer from this past week where he talked about technology like CTU, well, 24 oh. and rabbit hole? I, d- I don't generally read Kiefer Sutherland interviews because I'm guessing 95% <laughs> of them are always, so when's 24 coming back? Well, Howard and I are talking. Well, this one was was basically talking about like uh, how he's extremely technical in 24 and then even more so in rabbit hole. And he flat out admits, I don't have email. I don't even like to text. And every iPad that I have had or every tablet I have had, I have somehow managed to break and not figure out how to use properly. So I don't bother anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's so realistic. Did you watch, have you watched this week's at the time of recording Rabbit Hole? I, I haven't finished. Is it episode four now? Um, episode five, yeah. maybe, I think. Four or five, I think I yeah. started it, but I haven't finished yet. Just uh, I won't say who, but I'll just say that there is an actor from this season who may or may not be a villain who has just made an appearance. I'm like, wow, they really Ooh. like to dig out the 24 actors for Kiefer, don't they? So it's a very angry. It's in Back from the Dead. <laughs> it's a very brief scene, but I'm like, really? I'm just about to see him on 24 season five, and there he is. Uh, so anyway, um... But, yeah, so Jack's all like, damn it, Bill, I'm going to send you pictures. I'm sure you can work this out. So, And then at the exact moment, Spence walks in. Hey, you'll get, never guess what's happening at Ontario Airport. Terrorist attack. <laughs> hey, how did you know? Um, so, and then within two seconds, they find out that this is guy's a terrorist. Um, Logan finds out. He's in the room. And then straight away, these terrorists apparently can just go boom. Hi, and we're live on Fox News in three, two, one. This week on Terrorist Nightly with the Terrorist Weekly. Like, that is a real Fox News show now. Joke, joke at this time, but now it's real. Journalist fact or journalist situation here Fox or any network are not airing this live. They are going to get it, they are going to watch it, and then decide if they're going to air it. Like, what if this guy straight away, live on primetime TV? Well, not primetime, it's 8 in the morning. This is like Good Morning America. Matt Lau was still a thing back then, wasn't he? Like, he's like, oh, we've got some uh, terrorist uh, news coming in. Crossing live now to Ontario Airport. But here they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hello, yes, America. Death to America. Fuck you all. Here is little Johnny. Bang, bang. Chop his head live. Like, they're not going to do that live. They don't know what these terrorists are going to do. Uh, mm. But anyway, dramatic effect. 
Um, and I like, I like cross back to this Fox News anchor. Yes, disturbing scenes there from <laughs> Dario Airport. Uh, seems like we're in a bit of another pickle with some terrorists hijacking some uh, people in there. Frank, what's up with your views on that one? Yes, John, does seem like some terrorists are doing some bad things today. That's going to be a bit of a poo-poo for President Logan. In sports what news, the Maple Leafs have been eliminated once again from round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> like, it's just, this guy's just basically like, eh, it's fucking Tuesday. 9.30, another terrorist attack in 24 America. I mean, on the plus side, he didn't say either speculate, speculated, or speculative. Well, in all fairness, any journalist has to technically say allegedly or spit, like they've got to use those words until it's like formally confirmed. So in all fairness, even if you- Is that so you don't get, uh, what, what is that? Um, <laughs> well, but I'm trying to think there's a word for it. It was libel, or, libel or something like that. Libel yeah. written, slander spoken. I mean, you've seen exactly, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I resent yeah. that. <laughs> if it's good, if libel is written, slander spoken, or whatever he says. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is where like Gregory Itzen is so fucking good. Like how he's just like, you know, he starts yelling and he's just like, how is this happening? Like, how are you, you know, how a terrorist got this? Like, Fix this out. This is my my entire presidency is staked on this. I'm not giving up this. Which he says he's been working on this for 16 months. This season is 18 months removed from season four. So in the space of two months of, oh, well, President Keeler still in that coma. Shit, guess I'm president now. All right, anti-terrorism treaty. Who wants to do it? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, if you consider the mess they're probably still in with China, they're like, oh, we got to make some friends with the bad guys. Um, China's out of the question. Russia. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, remember this when we get to next season. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I mean, but it's still, it's so good here from Logan and Gregory. It's in the way he's just kind of, like, losing his shit here. Curtis flies in on a chopper because he's a field agent now because they've tried to do something with him this season. <laughs> Curtis is like, I'm landing on a helicopter. Um, I booked this flight with Chopper Command. Which, again, mean nitpicking. Curtis, like, dun, 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 dun. hello, Curtis speaking. Curtis is Jack. I want like Curtis to be like, oh my god, Jack. Like we thought you were dead. Like, <laughs> like thanks for telling me, buddy. Like, he's kind like Roger Cross like does this like facial expression. I'm not saying like there's no reaction here. You can kind of tell like Roger Cross kind of does this as a like a holy fuck. This guy's been dead for a while, but like I've got to do my job. So like I'm, I'll give props to Roger Cross. Like you can see what he's doing with it. But again, like I just feel there needs to be more of a reaction. So. He's all like, yeah, what's up, Curtis? I'm inside. Hurry up and get your ass in here. And Curtis is like, oh, I'm doing my best, Jack. I'm on the phone to you. And then all of a sudden you hear a woman in the background going, I'm Connie Britton. And Jack's like, is that Connie Britton? <laughs> yes, it is. Put her on the phone. Hey, Connie Britton, what's going on? <laughs> Have you followed me on Instagram yet? <laughs> Shut up, Jack. Derek's inside. <laughs> what, Derek? Gets a little, gets his little magnifying glass out. Oh, my God, Derek's in here. I will swear on my life that I will save your son. Grr, I'm Jack Bauer. And then... You know, basically, we're going to get uh, Jack. Uh, I love Jack's like, reaction here. He, he gives a damn it. I think that's our third damn it for the season if we include the prequel. Uh, and then he gives a son of a bitch. Uh, and then I guess we go to an ad break. So I'll, I'll cap it there. There's a few bits I've gone over there with everything. But, uh, yeah, we're kind of in the airport. Jack's shitting himself and son of a bitching over Derek being kidnapped. There's a great editing trick here. Um, and also just if it was written in there, a great you know, little plot thing that they do uh, where they ask everybody to give up the cell phones or whatever. And Derek is, you could tell without him even saying anything, he's contemplating, 
I'm going to try to dial a number on the cell phone. Mm. And he's pulling it out. And then all of a sudden you see a guy get shot. And it's not until after the gunshot comes off, you see some other guy tried to pull out the cell phone. And it, it, even still knowing that Derek doesn't die in this episode, I'm like, oh, did he just kill Derek? What happened? Uh, it, it's it's really well done. Um, Connie Britton, <laughs> the, the cop here, uh, to me, the best part about this, uh, when he, he kind of knows who she is, he basically says, this is Miss Diane Huxley. I just like the way he's Miss. Like, he's been given no information that she's single. He's just hoping. <laughs> he's like, Connie this Britton. is Miss. I, I'm assuming there's no Mr. <laughs> hey, it's Connie like, Britton, I, no. Because, <laughs> like, maybe, maybe there was a scene, though, when she introduced himself. Oh, my name is Miss Diane Huxley, and my son's been kidnapped, and I need to talk to CTU, and I'm single, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she's just one of those people. It doesn't matter, like, whatever situation <laughs> yeah. she's in. So, uh, cop, eh? Uh, <laughs> gun loaded. I like a man in uniform. <laughs> Beaten any uh, black people recently? Uh <laughs> <laughs> There's one over there. Because uh, <laughs> that's what checks Connie Britton's boxes. <laughs> I want a nice man, looks good in uniform, beats up black people. <laughs> what have we seen in the past? Like, Connie Britton has AIDS. Like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm Connie Britton. And now Connie Britton the racist. <laughs> so, uh, got a MAGA hat in the car for me. Uh See, we've, we've so given up trying to get Connie Britton. She, she, will, she will never follow us on Instagram. We have no chance at an interview. Let's just, I don't know. This is slander. It's its not in print. It's not liable. It's slander because it's spoken. Let's, 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 send, let's send her a request. Hey, Connie Britton's manager, we'd love to get her on the show. To follow up on what we've talked about, we've said she has AIDS. She said she's a badass and also that she's slightly racist. Would she like to come on the show to comment? The best thing is we'll get her on during Black History Month or AIDS Awareness Month or something. <laughs> Special December, crossover. December the 1st. Connie Britton has AIDS and is racist. What do you think about that? Connie Britton. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, but there's something with the panic she has. And it, I, and I don't think it's so obvious that you notice, you know, when because we are both familiar with Connie Britton, but she wasn't Connie Britton yet at this point. But you can just see, like, she's a next-level actress in this. The way that she has this panic over Derek and everything, it's not, my baby, my baby, like, from Spider-Man. <laughs> We're on a lot of Spider-Man kicks today. It's not like that. It's just, it's so believable, and you actually really feel for her. And, you know, often when there's something like this in, like, a TV show or a movie where, like, their child has been kidnapped, you know, it, it, I've got children. I, I try to visualize Kidnap them. I'm not Kidnap them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, that's the funny thing is I'm not immediately, like, Oh man, if that happened, I, I wonder. How, it, it's more like, hmm, I'm not really feeling their frustration or their fear here. Let me try to put myself in that. You'll hit you like, hmm, kind of on board with the terrorists here. So when hmm, who do I know I can... who might have a balaclava and a gun and slight ties to the Middle East? So when I'm watching a show like this. And I see somebody really upset, but 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 the opposite. When when I when I can genuinely feel, I'm like, oh, that's so terrible that their child's kidnapped. How is she going to live with us? I'm like, I'm feeling for her. I wouldn't naturally feel for her. So if I'm feeling for Connie Britton, then she's doing a good job. So what we're establishing is Connie Britton is a racist, but she's also the only person on this planet that can get emotions from the vacuous hole that he's calling Hillary. <laughs> Yes! Colin has no emotion in life, 
literally watching a show. He can watch a show where people are like murdering children called Casper, Casey, and Remy. And Not then, just the men, but the women and the children. They look exactly like his children. He's just going, hmm. Oh, well, that's that's pretty hard. But if Connie Britton is there, oh, my children. It's so sad. So it's the children. No. Not the children. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that scene. is the power of this actress. <laughs> Connie Britton, racist and emotionally stable. What a woman. <laughs> um, there, there's one moment during like the, the Logan uh, scenes with CTU, which by the way, Logan being so timid with CTU last season, like that's done. He is just, he's, he's forceful with them. And, and I love condescending Logan here too. He goes, well, the terrorists have taken control of the airport. We're trying to get it shut down. Well, how about talking to them? Have you tried that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. That. President. It hadn't occurred to us, but oh, thanks for the suggestion. Shit. Oh, you're really good at your job. Are you Connie Britton? <laughs> we guys got a plan now. We're going to try talking to them. Logan's idea, but did, I'll take credit for it. Did you ever it. have that, like... Um, I mean, you're a little bit older than me, so I guess bullying uh, standards in schools was different when I was there. But like, I remember the anti-bully policy, anti-bullying policy at my high school was: if you were being bullied, look them in the face and say, "Please stop that. I don't like it." So I'm sorry if I've got some kid, which I did a lot of the time, in my face, being all like, "Fuck you, man! I'm going to beat the shit out of you." Hey, uh, mate, sorry, I don't like that. Oh shit, sorry, I thought you did. I'll stop immediately. Like, what the fuck? Newtown High School. I'm gonna name drop my high school. Bastard. That, that, that was Trent that Queen was went there. Pre- Principal Charles Logan's plan. Principal <laughs> well, Ian how about Morgan. Talking to them. That's his name. Oh, we got a name. Yeah, name shaming my principal of twenty years ago. What's he gonna do? You know I've turned many, out shit anyway. <laughs> you know how many beatings and and swift kicks of the balls Ben got for trying that strategy, Principal Morgan? You know who else came from my high school? Martin Bryant. What did Martin Bryant do? Killed thirty five innocent people at Port Arthur. So I went to the high school of the worst mass shooter in all of Australian history. All right, happy was there twenty years before I was, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> ben clarify. contributed to it. If Ben was the bully, he contributed to it. Yeah, so you you produce mass shooters and bullies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, New Town. Um, Hi. I've, I've got nothing else now that we've checked the boxes of, of children getting murdered and people having AIDS and being racist and bullying. Rape, um, rape yellow. What else? Who else can we offend and here? That is uh, offensive bingo. <laughs> it's not a Ben fact. Uh, no. That'll get you in more trouble. But yes, uh, Connie Britton, amazing. <laughs> And episode. And thanks, scene. thanks for joining us on the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. That's all. Literally, next week, all we're going to do is like, welcome to 24. We're here for uh, season five, episode four, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Connie Britton is amazing. Buy it. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ben Waterworth. See you next week. <laughs> like, uh, Can that just be our next Patreon episode? Can we literally just come on here and just be like, hi, hey, everyone. Thanks for paying for this episode. Connie Britton is amazing. <laughs> That's all for this week. Colin, thanks for joining us, and goodbye. If we get one new Patreon subscriber this month, we will do Connie Britton is Amazing oh, Patreon episode. I will do Connie Britton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next person to sign up to our Patreon, I will get a picture of Connie Britton. I will put <laughs> lipstick on. I will kiss it, and then I will sign it. 
and then I will send it to you. Done. Yes, absolutely. And I will be that one to sign up for Patreon. Considering that our our last uh, however many patrons when we have said like, hey, thanks for signing up. These are your perks. Where would you like us to send it to? Have never replied to us. So I like that you take offense to that. It's like they're giving us money expecting nothing in return. Like, like I'm not complaining. I'm getting we're getting free money. All right, we get a share of like thirty three cents each. It's fantastic, right? It pays for like a fifteenth of our annual subscriber cost for our hosting of our platform. But the point is, like, I also don't like being a freeloader. Like, I feel like I need to be, like, I'm not giving him good podcasts. So, like, I feel like I can at least sign something for them, you know? Back in the Survivor Oz days, I got asked my autograph. That was the highlight of my life. Who asks Ben for his autograph? I literally got an email. Who are these people in the world and what terrorists did they become? I literally got an email from a person once who was all like, oh, hey, um, you know, love the show, would really love an autograph. And I literally was like, oh, because that was when we used to like, sometimes we'd get like Purple Kelly or Billy or T-Bird to like sign a poster and give it away as a prize, right? So, <laughs> which which important person would so, you like an autograph but, but That's of? what I literally was like. I was like, hey, like, you know, thanks very much. Appreciate the support. Uh, we, we don't have any signed posters at the moment, but like, you know, down the line, keep an eye out for it. Literally, he's like, Rebecca's like, no, no, I want your autograph. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, you're my best friend. What's your name? I'll come over for tea. I'll hand deliver it. <laughs> and I think the same person then was kind of like, because this is before we ever did Patreon or anything like that. And it's like, oh, I'd really like to donate some money to the show. So I think I just gave him my personal <laughs> account. <laughs> and I think it was like 150 bucks. It wasn't like 10 bucks or anything. Like it was a lot of money for me at the time. I was unemployed. So, was that Chris Dixon? Be honest. If it was, I mean, it would make sense. But no, seriously, like this legitimately happened. Like that actually happened. <laughs> like unlike Jared's like, oh yeah, I saw someone sitting on the trains listening to Survivor's bullshit. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Survivor Oz uncut. We need to write a book on our Survivor Oz days, don't we? You know? Oh, that actually would be a pretty good book. I'm sure both our listeners would love it. <laughs> Give it old Ben Powell. He can write the Ford. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, Max Dawson, speaking of crap. Um, uh, <laughs> where are we up to? Um, so, yes, we've. Uh, this is uh, the, so yeah, the table bit where this is where Logan's like, hey, tried talking to them. And then, like, I love just like him like yelling here and he's kind of like, and like, this is where Bill's like, oh, so like, hey, you know, innocent people are probably going to die. And Logan's kind of like, well, no, that's not excusable. Like, I'm very team Logan here. Like, even condescending dick Logan like literally like I get where Bill's coming from I get that they're like yeah like you know we kind of can't do this without that risk they're wearing explosive vests but like I'm kind of with Logan here Logan's like well no your job is to make that not happen like don't just assume that people are going to die like I saw collateral damage like it didn't do I was like the only one who did because 9-11 happened but like you know like that's just a thing so like I, I kind of am on board with Logan here um, this is where, like, I love how they've said to, like, President Logan, like, hey, so the terrorists called us. We'll call him back. We can't. The phone is blocked. Have you tried data mining it? We will try <laughs> doing that. So basically, like, Chloe rocks up with a laptop. Yeah, Bill, found out the number. Well, aren't you? Good. Did it? Hello, terrorist. G'day, terrorist. Bill here. Hello. Uh, so, here you want to speak to the president? Yes. Yeah, not going to happen. Do you maybe want, like, I don't know, a house in Wisconsin or something? No. I want the president to go back on the treaty. Yeah, but let's come up with a peaceful agreement, shall we? Like a house in Wisconsin. Hangs up. (laughs) Get me the guy in the suit. Oh, I've 
I've got a wife. So do I. Bang. Blood's on your hand every 15 minutes. Like this, this is like the way they play this scene out. It could be so just like, oh, well, innocent man in a suit has died. But mixed with the music, the way they mm. cut, like you almost feel this guy's a main character. Like, yeah. Like, it's, and this guy, this random guy is probably played by unnamed actor. Like, just he's so good at this. And, like, just the way they kind of play this off. And this goes back to what I said at the very top of this episode. The tension you feel for this section. Like, if only it was Connie Britton, we'd all be in tears. But, like, it's just <laughs> it's just amazing the way they kind of make this out to be so harrowing. And, like, you know, I mean, we literally in the first episode of this show in season one saw a 747 block with, like, 300 innocent people. But we just blinked aside. So I did fucking CTU. They forgot about it within an hour. Still getting them waiting for the passenger list. But, like, this random guy, even, like, they cut to Jack and he's kind of like, oh, like, fuck. Obviously, Jack cares more about Derek when he's getting, like, kidnapped. But just, like, the scene of, like, Mike taking his glasses off and rubbing his head and just, like, Logan looking away, like, it's just so effective. And, like, this is what makes this episode so good that you can just care for this random moment because it, it adds fear to it. It's like what we said last season when Hella got kidnapped and it's kind of like that was a very timely thing, him in front of sort of like Arabic writing on a black flag. Like that was very topical at the time. So it felt very realistic. So like, I don't know, there's just something about this. It just really, really works. And then added to that, we obviously get Derek then. He gets kidnapped. He's old Connie Britton sticking her nose in where she shouldn't, but who cares? It's Connie fucking Britton. She's all like, oh, my God, that's Derek. That's Derek. She's getting and like Colin's in tears because he's remembering that he's got children <laughs> at that point. Um, and this is when Jack calls up Chloe. Chloe, you're on the phone, loser. Um, and sort of all like, so. Yeah, Jack, you're at the Ontario airport. <laughs> I know, right? And I thought my day was going to be bad by me working in a mine earlier today. Would you believe it? I'm at the Ontario airport. Spirit flies here. Come on. Um, so basically, Jack's all like, so they're wearing vests and they look like they've got radio frequencies. If I take a photo of it, could you dial in for me? Probably, Jack. Let's give it a try. Okay. So she's then going to be... I think you call that data mining. (laughs) Or I think this is where they say rehash the ROM. Um, So she's rehashing the ROM. Uh, Meanwhile, I think this is where they've got 15 minutes basically to... uh, to get this treaty not signed or to the president to release a statement or whatever the hell they want. And Jack's all like, well, if we set off a vest, we can scare them and that's going to work. And then we just get this amazing scene here where Derek's about to die. And like this, this is, this is where I like sort of said, like I always had this memory of Derek as being this annoying, like little shit, like, Oh my God, whatever. But like last week we were sold and Brady Corbett is incredible this week. Like just, he's, acting here that like there was a little there was one scene that i didn't mention where you you talked about the bit where he was like thinking about dialing his phone he has this moment where he kind of says to like one of the screaming passengers like the the, the hostages you know like, like like it's gonna be it's okay and like this is legitimately one thing like oh he's just gonna be like oh i've got a friend on the outside like you know like like we had that for like kim right like in season one like my dad's gonna save us don't worry um whereas like he just does something that's so subtle and then here when he's like about to like get shot and like you got this shot of him and he literally is like kneeling in that guy's blood and just the panic that's coming from him and just oh it's so goddamn good like just props to this kid props to brady corbett um he's no josh dallas but hey he's on the way um and then finally jack gets the um (laughs) oh technology in this show Jack, I've got it. I'm sending it to your Siemens mobile or whatever the fuck this is from 2006. It's just got to load. 
Again, show's got a show, tension's got a tension. But I just love the fact that literally this kid should be dying because they're not getting good enough reception on wireless access protocol in 2006. <laughs> oh, I've got a boom, bah! terrorist guts everywhere. Ah, bomb, bomb, ah, what happened, what happened? And I love how Bill's here like, what happened? There was an explosion. Was that you, Jack? No, Jack Bauer. All right, it was me. I made a boo-boo. <laughs> bad, Jack. Bad. Ooh, ooh, I'm choking. <laughs> You're definitely not getting your job back now. <laughs> I'm choking on the emotion of this. Um, but I like... Honey, Britain's not even on screen. Oh, God. I really... <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need to take a break? <laughs> I didn't have, I'm having an allergic reaction to the amazingness of this episode. <laughs> um, one thing that, like, with the acting on this show <laughs> is I love, like, James Morrison here. When he basically, like, he's on the phone to Jack and he's like, fuck, I'm going to call Logan. And you, like, you literally see him do this, like, like, it's just, it adds to it because you know how, like, volatile Logan is and, like, you have to mm-hmm. deal with that. Like, we've all had bosses or people that we've had to call and you just automatically go, oh, fuck, I'm going to call this person. Like, it's so like when Noah's on the line. Oh, God. <laughs> Colin and I have to have therapy an hour before. And, like, and then he says these racist things. <laughs> and then he drinks so Cole, much. He told us to take a step back. Who does that? He said it was pretty gay. <laughs> I don't get it. Um. So then he basically calls up Logan and is like, hey, so um, situation, how are you? <laughs> What, are you, what is it, Bill? Explosion at the airport. Kind of have a guy in the inside. Well, that's good news. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it's Jack Bauer. <laughs> who? Jack, the guy who killed Farmer? <laughs> yeah, but I thought you said he did it. We might have been wrong on that. Uh, I don't know how to tell you. Why didn't you tell me this? Well, you were busy, President. Martha's a bit Cray cray, leaf <laughs> lost in overtime. Um, you are having a bad day. Damn it, Bill. And I told it, you to tell me. <laughs> in all fairness, Photoshop is very convincing these days. Um, but I mean, it just, and like the thing that's kind of great about this is obviously you've got Walt in the room. So, of course, as we know, Walt's evil. Um, so, Walt's basically like going outside, twirling his mustache, calling the man in the room with the Bluetooth. So like, hey, so Jack Bauer kind of in the Ontario airport. <clears throat> Seriously, mate, why did you get the Ontario airport? <laughs> Shut up. This isn't the time, Walt. What do you mean? All right, I'm going to call our terrorist guy. And he's all like, hey, terrorist guy, Jack's in there. So then he's all like, damn it. Urgh. So he presses a button to disable all communications. Curtis has to call off the strike because they don't know where he's going to be. And then old terrorist mate gets on the intercom. Ding, 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 ding. Hello, passengers. Welcome to Ontario airport. The following flights have been delayed. And Jack Bauer, could you please go to ticketing? <laughs> Jack Bauer to ticketing. Uh, check, Hi, I'm Jack Bauer. Damn it! Uh, it's basically like we, we should. If Jack, if Twenty Four was a comedy, we know that's what they would do. But uh, he's basically like Jack Bauer. I know you're in the building. Uh, if you don't show yourself, I'm killing this kid. Five, four, three, two. Oh, I'm Jack Bauer. I'm here to stop the terrorists. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Obviously, I like basically covered the entire second half of there. Right? There's a lot to cover there, but I mean, it's it's amazing. Like. Not the greatest cliffhanger in the world, but it's still a great cliffhanger because you're kind of like, shit, Jack's giving himself up. Although, again, show's got a show. 24's got a 24. But we know in real life, Jack Bowles walking around that corner, bang, dead. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah. Anyway, great, great ending, great episode. 
Yeah, the, all the tension leading up to Derek's execution is really good. Uh, and and part of it is one of those things I said where it's like, it's it's not so obvious that Jack's different, but Jack's different. And Jack's not giving up the identity of Derek. And, and it's not because, oh, I got to protect him. It's like, I don't want people to know that I'm making personal calls here, you know? Um, you know, if one thing, if poor Greg there lying on the floor in a pool of his own blood is dead, but if this kid dies, that's something different because then my girlfriend would be very angry at me and she will never follow me on Instagram and that there's going to be all kinds of trouble. Um, he's leaving out certain details, but he's not doing it in a way that's like so suspicious. Uh, is, is Jack not compromising too? He's like, I'm going to, you know, get this done. And it's not like season three and four. Like these are personal choices he's making. Um, the, um, did, did, uh, did you ever, I don't think you ever saw it. I think I might've mentioned this episode's very similar to that movie with Daniel Brühl and Rosamund Pike, seven days in Antep. Never seen it, but uh, I mean, you say those names and I automatically get Connie Britton emotions. So yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a really good movie. I mean, it's a true story, but yeah, I, I just, I love Anything with hostage crises, like it's it's one of these God things. Loves that, hostages, that, <laughs> like Take people burning. Children. It just brings me so much joy. But uh, it, it's one of these scenarios that's just it's it's always so entertaining. Like the you know the movie The Negotiator with Samuel Jackson. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, and Kevin Spacey. Yeah, great movie. Uh, you could even count like speed in there. You know, if you have if you have hostages, it works. And then hostages in an airport, it's even better. It's the Ontario a airport. And one, two, three. One. That's a good movie. Oh yeah, really good one there too. I mean, it, we mentioned John Travolta, the the um, Mad City uh, uh, one with Mia Kirshner, where where he takes a, a museum with kids hostage. Uh, <laughs> we need more hostage films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I didn't feel for them in any way. Uh, but it's it's such a good scenario. And I think that's one of the things like there doesn't even have to be a lot going on in this episode. And this episode is entertaining. But then you add to it all this stuff with, OK, is is it going to be Derek who's killed next? Jack rushing the, the whole hacking their vests and the, the vests exploding and all that. That's fantastic. Um, the, the slow load times is great. Like all the building attention is just done so well in this episode. Uh, there's one line, though, um, I'm I, I, I'm made a point to note it where you tell me everything and I'll decide what's relevant. Was that a Logan line when they had left out some info about Jack? I think that was right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, when, when he finds out about, I'm assuming that's what it is. When he finds out that it was Jack or whatever, he says, you're supposed to tell me everything. And then it's like, well, sir, at the time it wasn't relevant. Like, you tell me everything. I'll decide what's relevant. Yeah, no, we'll and be, I think yeah. Bill, Bill's response to him was like, with all due respect, sir, we don't necessarily have time for all that. Uh, you don't have time to say, uh, okay, so the guy who killed the well, Palmer was uh, Jack Power. Literally, <laughs> don't at, have time. literally at the beginning of this episode, before any of this Ontario airport, Bill's at his computer and Audrey just walks in and goes, so they didn't attack the president, so we're going to you know, remove the threat. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it here too. They're just on the computer checking their fucking emails at that point. So yeah. did you know, <laughs> oh, by the way, Jack, not evil. Jack is a one-syllable name. If you don't have time to mention Jack. <laughs> like, Jack, not evil. For? Three words. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's relevant, and it didn't take you there, any extra time to say. And which, like, so just quickly jump in here, but like, there's a pattern in this season as well as good it is, and I've said this when we're going to get Sean Aston coming in. CTU. Oh, next week. Is it next week we get yeah. Sean Aston? Geez, that quick. All right. Um, mm-hmm. 
he, like, CTU is so inept this season. There are so many issues that I have with... Just this season? But, but like, it's 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 that storyline where you've always got to be like, oh, we're on Team CTU. But, like, I'm sorry, 99% of the time with Sean Aston, I'm going to be on Sean Aston's side because he's there for a reason because CTU are not doing the right thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sean Aston really, is really next week. I, I, I clicked on, like, I haven't seen next episode, but I clicked on the, the next episode and it says, and a new uh, CTU chief or whatever, what, what does it say here? A uh, new representative from division, Lynn McGill. All right. That is fucking hell. Jesus. That's quick. Good for him. <laughs> that That's too quick. That's that's where Jamie gets excited because Jamie what he's loves that's too quick Lynn McGill. <laughs> <laughs> too quick Lynn McGill. <laughs> that's that's like a cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> quick draw Lynn McGill. Too quick. Oh, is that everything you had to say? Or that's that's yeah. Love the hostage stuff. Um, and I'll agree with you, Brady Corbett. Very good. I don't remember disliking him anyway, but like he is a lot better than I remember, and definitely not the kid from the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> He's got such a kissable face, Lynn McGill. Like if you, like... <laughs> oh, Brady Corbett, I'm like Ben. Well, but like, look at look at like if you go to Lynn McGill's profile on Twenty Four Wiki, he's just sitting there at his desk and he's like. Mm. Like, like, you just want to kiss him. You want to grab his little cheeks. And go, mm. See, this is what I was like, Jamie loves Sean Astin. And like, I can't, we watched the Lord of the Rings. You've got like Viggo Mortensen. You got Orlando Bloom. You got Sean Bean. You got Elijah Wood. All the, all these handsome guys. And she's like, oh, that Sean Astin. Oh, and then we're watching Encino Man. You got Brendan Fraser in that shirtless for half the movie. And she's like, oh, just look at Sean Astin. I saw a hilarious uh, link for a t-shirt today, which I'm very tempted to buy. It's a picture of Brendan Fraser from The Mummy. And it says like, forget the mummy. Hello, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> uh, what, he was in um, an Adam Sandler movie. Wasn't he in 50 Days? 51st Days. That's day. the... Uh, yeah, that's the, the there's that meme that that's still getting passed around years later, where it's somebody basically saying it's like it was uh, today. Whenever I realized that uh, the guy from Stranger Things was also the guy in Fifty First Dates, and it's like uh, Sam Gamgee didn't cross Middle Earth and destroy the Ring of Power so that you could recognize him as the guy from Stranger Things and Fifty First Dates. Is Sean Astin in the, uh, Stranger Things? Is he? Yeah, he's in the second or third season. Which, third season, I think. Can we just point out on this day of recording the big casting announcement from How the Mighty Have Fallen? 20 years ago, who was one of the biggest names in television on one of the biggest TV shows out there? The hottest thing in Hollywood, Misha Barton. What a oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> Huge star, like household name, gracing the covers of all the gossip magazines. Like... She was the next big thing. She's in Notting Hill when we do Notting Hill this year. She's in Notting Hill. Like, big household name. The big casting today is Misha Barton is in Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought it was April 1st. I'm literally like, no. Like, the main four from that show, Benjamin McKenzie went on to do Southland, Gotham, like so many big shows. Rachel Bilson, the Hollywood movie. She was doing Eddie Sibrian in that take two she was married to um, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Like, I mean, come on, you know. And then even freaking Adrian Brody married to uh, Leighton Meester. Adrian, Adrian Adrian Brody. Adam Brody. <laughs> Here we were Oscar winner, you know, similar person. But like, you know, Shazam. All the big things they've gone on to do, and Misha Barton, uh, since leaving the Hollywood <laughs> Correctional Facility for dope, is in Neighbours. <laughs> like, 
I don't know if that's just a sign of the pulling power Neighbours now has because they've been signed up by Amazon that next week we're going to have Sean Astin in Neighbours. <laughs> like, I mean, like, this is always that thing when you look at an Australian actor, they started in Neighbours. Like, Russell Crowe started in Neighbours. Like, freaking Mar- Margot Robbie's going to be in Neighbours like as a permanent star again next week now that Misha Barton's there. Like, what's going on? Even Brady Corbett's not <laughs> demeaning himself to go on Neighbours now. Even freaking, like, Will Asties or whatever his name was. Like, they're not going. <laughs> Will Asties and Josh Dallas don't even resort to Neighbours. Like, like I know this. Like, like, I like Misha Barton, but I feel bad for her. Like, she can't be doing that bad in life that she has to go on to Neighbours. I, I, I don't. Like, what was it? It was a couple years ago. I mean, maybe it's because she's dried out. She's sober and <laughs> clean now. But, like, she definitely looks like she's gained a little bit of her youth back after, what, like, 10 years ago, looking like she was 50. Well, like, you think... Probably of, surgery. I'm thinking about that show, right? I need to rewatch The O.C. Because who does... Uh, Maria, Misha Barton's mother, Julie Cooper, marry? Mm. Alan Dale. Famous oh, from Neighbours. <laughs> so, like, Neighbours Alan Dale made it big in the US by going on to shows such as The O.C. And Misha Barton has come full circle. So her father-in-law on that show, a man who was seen as a talking ghost in a rearview mirror, is now, like, Misha Barton is on Neighbours. It's just so bad. It feels like I actually want to watch it now. <laughs> I just, I honestly feel so bad for Misha Barton. <laughs> she could win at least Loki. she's working though. She, she's she's getting the paycheck. She's I, able to get off food stamps. I'm saying this right now. 2024 Gold Logie winner will be Misha Barton. <laughs> I still love that they're called the Lokis. That's the most Australian award ever. Like the, the big award of the Logie is the gold Logie, the most popular personality on Australian television. Misha Barton will win that now. Like she has to. I'm voting for her. Misha Barton. Neighbours. Misha Oh my God. Next, next thing, because I know Matthew Fox is doing an Australian TV show. Big casting for Neighbours. Matthew Fox. I mean, All the best Australians move on. But like at least like when Dominic Monaghan came to Australia to do a TV show, he did like a network like cop show. At least when freaking Emily DeRaven came back, she did like a mystery drama set in the outback where she had like one scene, but she still at least did something decent. Like if you're going to get Misha Barton, like do it for something decent. Like they got Orlando Bloom for that Ned Kelly movie with Heath Ledger. Like, I mean, for God's sakes. Is, isn't she doing the podcast, the, the OC podcast now? Is she? I mean, probably. I thought she She's was. She's doing the yeah. Oz Network next week. She's on fucking Neighbours. <laughs> oh, we gotta give, let's just come up with an offer. We will give you an autographed picture of Connie Britton kissed with lip sync by Ben Waterworth if you will come on the Oz Network. We don't even have anything to talk. We haven't covered anything you've been in. I actually... Re- that's, that's your payment. I re- no, my payment will be I'll get it signed by Misha Barton. She's available. I just go to <laughs> Melbourne. She'll be on the stream. Can I miss how are you doing like there she is 20 years ago like seriously like the next big thing in hollywood is yeah. now on neighbors <laughs> it just doesn't compute with me there's just something off about that next thing they're going to turn around and say natalie portman in home and away uh oof, that's only up the road from me i'm going that, that would be a step up from her recent films <laughs> hey don't you diss home and away like that um <laughs> 
Uh, trivia, there wasn't really anything in the book um, that was groundbreaking. Um, it basically says on 24 Wiki, first appearance of Glenn Morshower as Aaron Pierce this season. Uh, the picture that Jack takes of Ibram is facing to the right, but the picture that Chloe receives has him facing the other way. Okay. Uh, Jack is seen using a Palm Trio 650 with a Sprint label, while Anton Beresh is using a Nokia 3510. And some fun facts for you. Uh, Ontario Airport uh, flies to Portland, Seattle-Tacoma with Alaska Air. You can fly to Charlotte, Dallas-Fort Worth, or Phoenix Sky Hub with American There's a lot of airlines here, actually. You can actually even fly to China. Well, Chinese Taipei, I should Ooh. say, um, with China Airlines. Salt Lake City with Delta Connection. JetBlue, you can fly to New York, JFK, Las Vegas. Beginning in June of 2023, you can fly there with Northern Pacific Air- Airlines. Uh, and you can also fly to Mexico. You can fly to Guadalajara with Belarus. So uh, there you go. It doesn't seem like Canada, though, Colin. Sorry. Ah. 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 Um... The top destination, if you're wondering, I know you were, Denver, Colorado. So just, yep, CTU Denver. Call the Denver office. <laughs> um, I'm buying this episode. Um, I yep. think this is a great episode. I think this episode is better than Misha Barton on Neighbours. Um, that's just what I'm saying. The um, bar has been set high, has it? Seriously, can we, like, review an episode of Misha Barton on Neighbours? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it for Patreon. <laughs> like, this week, like... Oh, God. Like, she could be the best thing ever. She could be better than Kylie Minogue. She could... The wedding of Misha Barton will stop Australia. Um, yeah, so you're buying it too? Yeah, absolutely buying it. And my ranking... Ranking? Uh, ...is one spot above last week's episode. Because I like this one just slightly more. So I got this at 21. Oh, it's my favourite age. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a lie. It's 12. Um, I, <laughs> numbers away the other, other way. Uh, I have this at 16th. Uh, oh, nice. So I have this the lowest so far of season five, two spots below last week, but uh, still very strong episode. I've got this just below the penultimate episode of last season and just above the uh, the hiker episode, the camping episode from last season. So uh, that's for episode 17 of season four. So yeah, and overall on my list of 216 episodes, I've got this coming in a grand total of... 28th so very wow. high yeah so there you go you've only got 12 more episodes better than this to come yes i do <laughs> uh you seen little britain no it's been cancelled now anyway don't worry um next week sean Heston's on <laughs> did you know <laughs> get excited the kissable lynn mcgill is on board uh i mean i can read this jack is captured by the terrorist who uses Derek as leverage i shouldn't read that uh charles logan refused to do that Marth continues to do this and Lynn McGill arrives. Um, and I love how it says here, begins to undermine Buchanan's authority, which, again, I'm going to argue, kind of on board with Team Lynn. Um, so, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I remember, like, I never really, obviously, really seen the Lord of the Rings movies enough to remember them or know it. But, like, at least when I saw him, I knew who he kind of was, you know. So. Goonies. I've never seen Goonies, but, like, I, at least with. <laughs> you, have you seen <laughs> 50 First Dates? Yeah. Okay, so the only things you've seen him from other than 24 is 50 first. You haven't seen Lord of the Rings. You haven't seen The Goonies. You know, I haven't seen, seen The Goonies. Man. You, that you saw The Sino Man, right? Uh, maybe. I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> you are that guy. How did I not know that this is the guy from 50 First Dates? <laughs> hey, I 
shut up. I think Dominic Monaghan's from Lost, not Lord of the Rings. Um, so, you know, um, shut up. Uh, next week. You've watched it, have you? Uh, no, I have not yet. No, well, what good are you? <laughs> what good are you? I'm not. Never pretended to be. I'm shit. <laughs> All right. I mean, I have seen it before. It's been years. Yeah, me too. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> good for us. We've done our homework. Oh, next week, also, uh, kind of important, the 100th episode of 24. Probably should mention that. Um, so Ooh. we get to the century next week. Uh, big 100. So are you excited? Colin, we've made it. 100 episodes. Look at us go. How long did it take to get 100 episodes into Lost? <laughs> Uh, like eight years, um, <laughs> but in all serious, like we are, we are actually very much rapidly approaching. This is going to be our longest. We'll overtake our longest project because Lost was what one hundred and twenty episodes. Third Watch was one hundred and thirty six, one hundred and thirty two, and Tuck was just at a hundred from memory. So uh, after by next- the end of this year. Yeah, so we are we are going to overtake Third Watch as our most. Uh, cover show and then even then we'll only like just be over halfway so um we do reach the halfway point of this show including uh legacy uh in about nine episodes time so (laughs) we're not even halfway yet but uh we're getting there but uh do all the things to like and follow and subscribe and everything uh, remember patreon you'll get a signed mission barton photo um i can guarantee it um and obviously right now as we are very much well aware we are in the midst of anniversary month last week american graffiti Oof, what an episode Ooh. i really didn't think i could make you cry colin but i did so <laughs> i'm very proud of that and hello mrs doubtfire uh is coming this week which i mean at the time of recording this we haven't started recording it but uh i'm very excited for mrs Doubtfire. is this this is a movie that i would watch like 10 times a year as a yeah. kid I might not have probably watched it for a good couple of years, but it's legitimately one that would just be like a, like I don't really have Netflix or these streaming services, but if I'm on one and I see it, it's it's on. If it's on TV, I'm going to watch it. Like it's just such a great movie. Robin Williams, Pierce Brosnan and Sally Field. Who's not going to like that as a trio? That is a menage a trois that Ben Waterworth is on board with. And I'm sure even Colin who hates sex would do all three of them. <laughs> um, yes. Um I have watched it recently, uh, and I, well, I was going to say don't forget the kids in that because there's some famous kids, but you mentioned menage a trois, and we're not allowed to mention those two things in that close of a proximity. We need a little bit of a breather in you between You can, those I can't. <laughs> Lawsuits uh, against me. But, I mean, I always forget Pierce, bro. There's always, there was always those two 90s movies where I knew there were, like, two people in it that I loved who were, like, in minor roles. It was Beethoven and Mrs. Doubtfire because I knew David Duchovny was in one and Pierce Brosnan was in the other. And I always, for some reason, thought that David Duchovny was in Mrs. Doubtfire and Pierce Brosnan was in Beethoven. Remember Beethoven? Did you ever use watch Beethoven? The dog one? Yeah. yeah. There, was Be- um, there was also another one. It was like five was of them, a- wasn't there? Bingo. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Bingo yeah. and Beethoven came out of this. That was like the the origins of like the Deep Impact Armageddon battle. We got a battle of dogs this who, year at the box office. Who was the guy in that movie? And the main Charles guy? Charles Grodin? Yeah, I like him. What happened? Did he die? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> He's now. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he's still alive. He was in a lot of things, wasn't he? I used to always like him. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Charles yeah. Charles Grodin. Bonnie Hunt? There's a name. Nicole Tom from The Nanny? Oh, what are we doing? Beethoven. <laughs> well, don't they have like nine Beethoven movies? Oh, the first one though. David 
Duchovny. I know you love him. Um, but anyway, uh, so that'll be this week. Mrs. Uh, Doubtfire, not Beethoven. Last year was the 30th anniversary of Beethoven. We missed out on that, unfortunately. Uh, my name is Ben and rehash the ROM. And my name is Colin and one, two. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)